This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by GoGo's Bootcamp. Are you a real estate agent looking for the best social media training program on the planet? GoGo Bethke is considered the top Instagram realtor in the country, and her step-by-step training program will take your social media game to the next level. She's so confident there's a 30-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to lose. Keeping It Real listeners receive a special discount, so please visit gogopodcast.com. That's G-O-G-O podcast.com for your special discount. And now on with the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I'm your guide and host through the show. And today we are speaking once again with Carrie McCormick for our Monday Market Minute. Um, If you're not familiar with Carrie, she's actually been with us since the very beginning, almost four years on the show. We're so grateful to have her. She's one of the top real estate agents in Chicago. And just to tell you how big a deal that is, uh, there are over 44 thousand real estate agents in Chicago. She is always in about the top 15 out of those 44,000, sometimes top 10. Uh, She's been a top producer for over 20 years. She's with At Properties and um, just an amazing uh, uh, broker. And if you want to find her online, please visit her on her website, which is kerrymccormickre.com. Again, kerrymccormickre.com. And also, please follow her on Instagram. She has an unbelievably wonderful Instagram account, and it's a great um, it's a great model for how real estate agents probably should do Instagram. So you can find her at, at Carrie McCormick Real Estate again at Carrie McCormick Real Estate. Carrie, once again, thanks and welcome. Well, thank you. It's a wonderful intro. Appreciate it as always. Um, so hope you're doing well. Hope everyone out there is staying safe and sane right through this time. Um, but I wanted to chat today to talk a little bit about marketing. Right. You know, obviously times have changed and I wanted to bring everybody back to your grade school days. So do you remember your show and tell days at school? Yes. A little, you know, it was um, a nerve wracking time, but I remember show and tell and well, I mastered that really early on in my years and I never thought show and tell would you know be part of my professional career so just a quick little backstory about Carrie when I grew up I was actually a tomboy and um, I remember my show and tell days at school or my day that came and I was at home feverishly looking for something to you know bring to school and being a tomboy you know I didn't I was afraid that the girls were going to judge me or the boys were going to judge me and my favorite toy was the um, the General Lee from the Duke. Uh, sure. And I, you know, that, that was a favorite toy of mine as well. So my mom convinced me not to bring the General Lee to school. Um, but what she did tell me, she she brought me this this shell, and she's like, "Remember this? You know, the seashell that we got when we were in Florida." And she started telling me the story about the day that we found this, this shell and how we've kept on to it. And, you know, it's just, it's been in our house ever since. And, um, you know, she was such a good storyteller. It just made me think 
and it, it made me feel like happy, you know, hearing that story and just kind of remembering sure. the day at the beach and how the sun felt that day and the sound of the waves and the seagulls and, you know, brought a smile to my face. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm going to bring this shell to school. And, you know, so I go to show and tell day and, you know, I get up in front of the class and, you know, my hands have got this shell. <laughs> and you know, I can just kind of feel like the classroom looking at me like, oh God, you know, a shell, you know, like really, you know? And right. so I got up in front of the class and I started, you know, just not talking about the shell, but I was talking about the day I found the shell and how it made me feel and just created this story around the shell. And I do remember at some point, um, you know, the classroom just kind of like leaning in, right? Like, you know, like, hmm, I want to hear more about this and, you know, what happened next? And so it just, it didn't become a story about the shell. It just became a story of emotion and how it made yeah. me feel. And, you know, I mean, really fast forward to now, that's what we have to do, right? So we can't show properties for the most part. We can, but, you know, a lot of people aren't out. So we have to now tell people about the properties, Right. We need to turn our listings into consumable virtual content now. And we have to think beyond this visual. We have to engage people and we do that through storytelling. You know, so I think our um, our descriptions of the homes and, you know, our marketing just has to change. A few years ago, I came up with this marketing campaign. And if you look back to my on my Instagram, you'll see that it's I had this. Um, ad that said every home has its own story yeah and our job is to tell the story of this home and make it come alive um, I think we've been inundated by these images of homes right you just start clicking through these homes um, but what a story does is it engages somebody and it tells the history and the personality of the home right um, you right. start engaging and connecting with people's emotions and I mean, think about even those like Budweiser commercials, if you remember those or, you know, some of these commercials that make you feel a certain way. Yeah. That's what we have to do. So not only now are we real estate agents, you know, we've got to be storytellers and marketers. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I've done is when I sit down with a seller is I ask them, you know, their perspective of their home. Like what's, what's their favorite, uh, you know, design of the home, the architecture, the history of the home, even sometimes quirks of the homes and have sure. them tell you a story. Um, so if it's, you know, you know, my kids loved, you know, hiding out under the stairs, they would play hide and go seek there. I mean, that's when you do showings. I mean, you could talk about that when someone yeah. opens storage under the stairs, you'd be like, oh, I got a funny story. My, you know, my seller's kids used to, you know, play hide and seek down here. Again, it's, it's sharing moments. It's sharing um, the history of the home that really makes it come alive. I have a friend who bought a home recently and it had a lap pool in the back. I, 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 you know, I'm not a practicing realtor myself, so I haven't really seen one before. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's really unusual. It's just a long, thin pool. Um, and, and I said, what's the story behind that? And he had bought the home. It was there when he bought it. And he told me this um, story about how the guy was training for this. Um, it was some sort of uh, triathlon and he was so into it that he built this into the backyard. And, and anyway, it, it created a story because I think you're right. Like what happens when someone buys a home 
and their friends come over for the housewarming party is they look at something that might be unique about the home or unusual. And they're like, what's the story with that? What happened there? And, and so you're right. Like when you have a listing, you now have the ability to tell those stories and people love to know the history of a, of a place or what's unique about it. And, and you're right. I think so often realtors forget to, um, to incorporate that. And that's also one thing that the disruptors, um, in particular, the, uh, the algorithms, um, you know, the companies that are trying to, um, you know, just automate a lot of the home buying and selling process really can't do. They can't tell that story. They can show pictures. They can tell you the facts. So I think you're right. They call that story selling, I think, story this selling. idea of, yeah. So another thing is, um, you know, as you're talking to your sellers and you're writing your story about the home, make sure that you include key terms that buyers are likely to be searching, right? You have to think yeah. about how buyers searching um, and, you know, you can take a, advantage of a little SEO as well. So as people are, you know, Googling certain terms or certain aspects, you know, like lap pool is a good example, you know, like, sure. you know. I mean, that's kind of broad, but, you know, at least, you know, you have some sort of descriptions too that give a little bit of history about it. Also, I've um, started doing a little bit more um, perspective of the homes from the outside. So because clients aren't going out as much, you know, they don't know, excuse me, they don't know like what the street scene looks like, right? What's next door. We take our pictures. We take it just at the front of that house. Yeah. You know, we don't know what the neighbors look like. And Google Earth has um, become a, a very helpful tool, but also just, you know, videoing coming down the street, coming into your, you know, front door. What does it look like to the left, to the right? Um, so definitely have more pictures just in general, but I'd say also start incorporating some pictures from the outside as well. You know, that's a really, that's a really good idea because I know that when I am looking to move, I want to see what's nearby. And especially now when it's not as easy to get out and be mobile and actually go visit the properties, um, now is the time for the realtor to say, hey, let me show you what the neighborhood looks like. Or let me, let's show you if, if you're in the city, like what's nearby, what cool shops and restaurants and, and retail establishments. So that's a, that's a great, and, and what the scenery looks like nearby. And now that the trees are budding, you know, everything's starting yeah. to look better. So it's really a good time to start, you know, doing some outside shots and more neighborhood shots. So, you know, the market is the market. And, you know, I think first and foremost, we have to, you know, worry about everyone's safety and, and health. Um, but also, you know, real estate is important because it's our home, you know, and we obviously everyone's spending more time in our homes and, um, and I do think that in times of uncertainty, you know, real estate can bring a tangible solution and breathing room for people who are changing crate or uh, craving change in their life. So I think it's really um, an important aspect and, you know, it's our job to bring it to them. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I know I'm feeling, I don't know how you're feeling, um, but I've started to think about, you know, maybe it's time for me to upsize. Maybe it's time for me to, when, when this all, when we return to normal, and, and maybe even before we return to normal, us uh, to really get serious about, you know, I've spent... I do, I'm lucky enough to be able to go into the office still and, and um, I'm lucky most people don't get to do that. But even with the amount of time I'm spending at home, which is more than normal, uh, I'm still feeling confined. And I suspect a tremendous number of people are feeling that same way. And, 
and are, are, you know, I think now more than ever, and people are also looking online too. I think we're maybe just have a little bit more time and we're feeling, you know, like, oh, maybe it's a little too, too close for comfort. Um, and, you know, now is a great time to, to reach out to those clients and obviously check in to see how they're doing, but maybe even wait for them to tell you, hey, you know, it's a good thing you called. I'm actually thinking about maybe, uh, maybe finding a, a bigger space or just a different space. Right. Especially work from home. You know, if people are going to be working from home, they need their own space. So it's an interesting time and it's our job to, um, you know, to help keep the real estate market moving forward and doing the right thing. Yeah, I, I also wonder too, um, and I don't know much about the commercial world. We have, we've had commercial brokers on the show before, but I'm curious on how many people once, you know, were able to return to work. Uh, I wonder how many employers are going to say, you know, this work at home thing works pretty well. And so I think from the residential side, there are going to be a lot of people going, you know, I don't really have a dedicated space for a home office. And this might be more of a you know, regular thing for me now, or maybe at least some of the days of the week, I'm going to work from home. And so I think there's going to be a lot of movement when everything returns and rates are so low. And it's such a great time if you are looking to buy to, um, to just be doing that. And so I think now more than ever, realtors are so important, um, just staying in touch with the clients, you know, waiting for them even to reach out saying, you know, I think I need to up upgrade. So I agree. I agree. Um, so here's my marketing tip of the, uh, of, of the month. Um, and you know, this might not necessarily apply to everyone listening. So I apologize for that in advance, but um, I think this will apply to most, most broke, most brokers. And when I say brokers, I need to remember that not everywhere realtors are not always called brokers. So agent, broker, realtor, whatever it is you call yourself, real estate professional. Um, but here in Chicago, this is quite popular. And I imagine in many metropolitan areas, even maybe more rural areas, you can still do this. So um, and, you know, we all know about the MLS and the MLS, I'm going to be talking about rentals just for a moment. Of course, the MLS has uh, lots and lots of rentals. Typically, these are owners who are looking to rent out properties that they have uh, to, to potential tenants. But there's also uh, another side of rentals, which are third-party management. These would be companies that either own or manage buildings or, or or units that they typically don't list on the MLS. And a lot of times realtors forget that there is, these opportunities exist um, because they're not on the MLS. And so often we're tied to the MLS and thinking that's the inventory. Well, that is the inventory, but there's also this non-MLS inventory. So here in Chicago, at least, there are dozens of big property management companies that never list any of their units on the MLS. And so if you're a broker in an area, and you have renters, you know, you can oftentimes feel limited by what's available on the MLS. So if you can reach out to these, uh, these, these properties, you just call them and ask, say, hey, do you work with, with realtors? Are you willing to pay a commission if I bring you someone? Um, and right now, uh, it's actually kind of a, you know, realtors don't have to do as much work because a lot of these, uh, these management companies have their own in-house leasing staff. They love it when brokers call. They love taking, right now, they're not getting calls either. They're, they're, the phone's not ringing as much. So if you have somebody that's looking for an apartment, um, now it's, you know, it, it's probably in some ways easier than ever to, to pass them over to some of these leasing consultants. You still obviously earn a commission and they'll do the virtual showing or if they're able to go see the property, that's possible too. But um, 
just remember these opportunities exist. And, and really it's as simple as just, you know, going online, doing a search for apartments, if you're a, a realtor and just reaching out to the management company and say, Hey, I don't know if you, if you partner with agents or not, but I have somebody that would really love to see this property. Do you guys accept those kind of referrals? And you'll find more often than not that those, especially right now when things are slower, those firms want your calls. And so reach out, um, you can pass it over to their leasing consultants. They're the best ones to do the showings anyway. You can maybe be there on a virtual, you know, in the background um, or just turn it immediately over. And I've heard from a lot of management companies right now saying, please, please, please have your realtors call us. We need tenants. So um, great opportunity. And if you're in an area that you've never done that before, great opportunity to reach out to those management companies and build a relationship and say, hey, I do get renters and I would love to send them over your way. So That's great. I agree. Awesome. Well, um, if anyone out there is listening who would like to work with one of the top realtors in the Chicagoland area, which by the way, we are the second largest real estate market in the country or, or second or third. Um, it, this is a big deal. Carrie is legitimately one of the very top agents, brokers. She is well-respected. She's been doing it for 20 plus years. Um, Carrie, what's the best way a client can reach out to you uh, or somebody who's looking to work with you? Sure. So call, I love when people call. So it's 312-961-4612. Or you could shoot me a quick email at Carrie, C-A-R-R-I-E at atproperties.com. Also, please follow Carrie on Instagram. You can find her at Carrie McCormick Real Estate. I, um, I'm oftentimes not impressed always with how realtors promote themselves on social media. Carrie is the exception. She just does it so unbelievably well. She does it all herself too, which is even more impressive. So if you want to see uh, what a really impressive and, and wonderful Instagram account looks like, follow her there, Carrie McCormick Real Estate. And also, if you want to see a really great realtor website as well, CarrieMcCormickRE.com is where you can go uh, and learn more about Carrie. But definitely reach out to her if you are interested in finding a top agent to work with. Um, or if you're just interested in, in learning more about Carrie. Um, well, Carrie, thank you so much. I'm glad to know that you and your family are safe and healthy and you uh, are still going strong. Thank oh, you. Did I lose you. Oh, thought I lost you for a second. Um, yeah, thank, thanks again. And we will, uh, we'll see you next time. I want to, on behalf of Carrie and myself, we want to thank the listeners for continuing to support our show. We are now... Uh, four years in and we're going as strong as ever. We have um, the most number of listeners we've ever had, which is so, so uh, we're so grateful for that. And also please tell a friend, think of one other agent that could benefit from watching or listening to these episodes and send them over our podcast. And also please follow us on Facebook. You can find us at facebook.com forward slash keeping it real pod and behalf on behalf of the listeners and myself, Carrie, once again, thank you for taking time. We're doing this on a Sunday morning, by the way. Um, and that's how dedicated Carrie is so kind to be on our show on uh, taking time away from, from her business and family to, to share with our listeners. So thank My you pleasure. so, so much. Thank you. All right. We'll see you next time. Awesome. You're the best. Thanks. Thanks.